God bless you on this uh, this Tuesday evening. Certainly, uh, God is. He is the joy and the strength of my life, and he does remove pain, misery, and strife. You know, if you you live a little while, you will, you're going to deal with some things, and God is a, is a solution to all things. Everything doesn't happen instantly, but it does happen. You know, I thank God for the blood that coagulates, you know, so that a wound can heal. Thank God because time uh, is a factor in healing. Thank God for his goodness. And, you know, I could go on. There's just so much that can be said about the goodness of God, you know, and just looking back over the years and, and thinking about some of the songs that have heard uh, over time. The question is, Will I do your will? And my answer to that uh, is yes. This is a new day. This is the 12th day of January. And I'm saying yes. Uh, throughout this day, I've been saying yes. And so I just want to remind you're listening to, to Sunday Morning Live. That's SML inside the pages of Pastor Carl Henderson, presented by Cornerstone Apostolic Church at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Our Sunday morning worship begins at 8 a.m., Tuesday, Bible study, 7 p.m., and Thursday's Acts of the Holy Ghost. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we are faithful. We are bold. We are the church. We believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Now, if you um, listen, if you are without a church home, I want to encourage you to you need to be under the mantle in which God has established. Uh, your ministry needs to be at work. It needs to be working. God did not give us talents to, for, to, to be buried. And so I just want you to know if you're in, a, in the Southern California area, you're near Pomona, you know, which is pretty much people go anywhere. And so we have room for you. You know, we're taking this year with purpose. And so uh, I, I pray and hope that you would take that to heart, write it down someplace, make it visible. Let it be your declaration for the hour, the day, the week, the each month that you are taking the year with purpose, you know, and walk in the purpose, walk in the calling which God has given, walk in the purpose, walk even in the desire that you have. You know, I, I hope that you have some short term goals for this year that has been that you thought about. In long term, you need some long term goals as well for both your natural and your spiritual life. And remember, all goals are tied to discipline. So you're going to have to apply discipline, uh, you know, uh, without any excuses. Excuses, uh, you know, are, are, are the kissing cousin of procrastination, which steals time. And so uh, I just want to encourage you to grab hold, create some goals. If you haven't, you ought to have a dream. The Bible said where there is no vision, the people perish. You ought to have a dream. You ought to have a vision of yourself. See yourself someplace doing something uh, besides the same old mundane, you know. Uh, have a vision. Carve something out for yourself, not based upon what someone has determined for you, but what you have prayed about and what your heart desires. And go for it. Go for it. And shoot for it. And, and so... Listen, Cornerstone is consecrating unto the Lord. We're in a consecration which began on Monday, uh, January 11th uh, through February 28th. And so, you know, myself like clockwork uh, every morning. My first stop is to, is, to, is to the kitchen to start the coffee brewer. And some days I ended with coffee as well. However, we're talking about consecrating unto the Lord. And so I surrendered the coffee and I'm telling you when I made up and when I when that thought hit my head, uh, my flesh began to squirm and I, I tried to rethink the coffee bit, you know, but nonetheless, uh, it is such had been such a part of me for that. Um, I, I unplugged the coffee maker. I set it aside and I also set aside meat. So there's two things that I set aside. Uh, for the consecration uh, between this time until the 28th. And who knows, we'll see after the 28th. 
but my flesh began to squirm and, and I'm sure yours will too, because, you know, you ever notice you, you could be going through a day, you could be working at school or whatever, and, you know, and you don't think about uh, the word fast, but you have not eaten anything. Uh, you just kind of have been on uh, autopilot and trying to accomplish some things or doing stuff. And soon as you think of the word fast, all of a sudden, you know, there is some resistance. And so um, you're going to have to deal with that as well. But listen, we're talking about consecrating unto the Lord. We need the, the Lord for wisdom. We need the Lord for understanding so that we are more effective in carrying out his will. You know, we want to go vertical. Uh, it, by going vertical, it will impact the horizontal. The Bible tells us in 3 John, the second, uh, second chapter, it said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health, even as thy soul prosper. So yeah, I want you to expect a blessing and expect a blessing for those that are consecrating with us, those that are walking, that are going to follow this. I want you to expect a blessing, expect it to overtake you. Uh, for the Bible tells us in Deuteronomy, and we depend upon the word of God, I, I'm telling you, from Genesis to Revelation, that's what it's about. It's the word of God. Cornerstone Apostolic is a Bible-based church. We, go, we believe in the, the uh, Jesus said, uh, behold, I come in the volume of the book, and that's what we believe, the volume of the book. But Deuteronomy 28, 1 through 2, it says, and it shall come to pass, if thou hearken diligently unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe and to do all his commandments, which I command thee this day, that the Lord thy God will set thee on high above all nations of the earth and all the blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee. If, 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 if thou hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God. Many have claimed those few passages, but they do not listen to the voice of the Lord. Uh, so we have to be attentive to what God is saying and what, and God is going to say it through his watchmen. We're in Ezekiel, the 30, uh, the 30th, uh, chapter 33. And so we're going to be going there shortly here. But I want you to know that the shepherd is attentive to the voice of the Lord. And so are the sheep of his pasture. And when he put it forth, the scripture said, and when he put it forth his own sheep, he goes before them, the shepherd goes before them, and the shepherd, the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him. Yeah, the stranger is not, not following social media, we're following the word of God, we're not following uh, dating sites, we're following the word of God, we're not following hearsay, we're following the word of God. Uh, we're not following the rumors, uh, stay away from the rumor mill, we're following the word of God. We're fleeing from those things. Yes, you consecrate. You got to lay that stuff aside. For they know not the voice of strangers. We're not trying to entertain the voice of strangers. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. That's what the word of God says. They follow the sheep, follow the shepherd. So if you are without a shepherd, who are you following? If you're without a shepherd, you know, shepherd uh, watches over the sheep. The shepherd picks the thorns out of the sheep's fur. The, the shepherd gets the ticks out of the sheep's fur. The shepherd makes sure that the, the wolf, the bear, the lion, and other predators, whether regular predators, super predators, whatever you want to call them, are, are not attacking and devouring the sheep. And so uh, we're very conscious of that. Now, if you go astray, and you're off doing things that are not in the will of God. You're off. Uh, you've made up your own religion. You've made up your own rules, you know, outside of the word of God. Then then don't look for to be overtaken by anything except uh, the Lord told uh, the Lord said it like this. If you do well. If you do well, but if you don't do well, sin lies at your door. So you need to do well. The Bible tells us in, in Ezekiel, we're going into Ezekiel, the, the 33rd chapter. We're moving along here in the word of God and, you know, which washes us, which purifies us, which makes us clean, which helps us to, it fortifies us, the word of God. 
And this is what happened to the disciples. Jesus washed them by the word. He was the word, incarnated in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preaching to the Gentiles. And, and so they were washed by the word of God. And, and so the Bible tells us in that 33rd chapter, the 28th verse, going to start there. It says, for I will lay the land most desolate and the pomp of her strength shall cease and the mountains of Israel shall be desolate that none shall pass through. Then shall they know that I am the Lord when I have laid the land most desolate uh, because of their own, because of their abomination, which they have committed. Uh -huh. They committed it. The things that they did, the things that we do can either be a blessing or get us in trouble. Also, thou son of man, the children of thy people still are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the houses and speak one to another, every one to his brother saying, come, I pray you and hear what is the word that cometh from, coming forth from the Lord. And they come unto thee as the people cometh and they sit before thee as my people and they hear thy word. But they do not, they do not do them. They're not taking care of business. For with their mouth, they show much love, but their heart goeth after covetousness. And lo, thou art unto them as a very lovely song of one that hath a pleasant voice and can play well on the instrument for, their, for they hear thy words, but they do them not. And when this cometh to pass, lo, I will come. Then saith they, know that a prophet is been among them. Many times we find ourselves in solutions, conditions, situations, not solutions, situations, uh, and conditions that are not as pleasant as we would like them to be. And it requires us to do something. We need to step back and evaluate. Most of the time, we already know the cause of our predicament. And so, uh, and how it came to pass, we know every step. We know exactly what we did. We know exactly what we listened to. We know exactly how we acted for the situation to become what it became. And the resistance that, that encountered. Because see, the Bible said warning comes before destruction. And so, uh, the word of God comes and it warns. People don't like messages about warning. They, they feel overwhelmed by it. But then when the destruction comes, when things come that you've been warned about, you, you can look back and remember, oh, yeah, hey, I was told about that, but it's too late. And, and so you don't want to ever reject the word of God because every message is not a message of warning. Actually, when God speaks, and wards us of anything. It is a blessing because we did not have to be warned. And so that is a blessing because God is looking for change. And so Ezekiel ministry has dealt has, has dealt with that element of change, telling the people so that they will have opportunity to change. And there was the remnant that was within uh, the land that was also in captivity that was saying, uh, God is, he's the joy and the strength of my life. There was the remnant that was there in captivity that was saying, saying when they were asked the question, uh, they were saying, yes, I'm gonna serve the Lord. And so uh, how about you this evening? Are you saying I'm gonna serve the Lord? I'm gonna hold on to him with all my power and all my might, because that's what it's gonna take. That's what the Bible said, serving with your whole heart. Serve, love God with everything that's in you, all your being, love him. And it is something that you can do. God has never told us to do anything that we could not do. So we need to take a good look at the path taken and then change directions. That's what the Lord wanted Israel to do. Change directions, step back, stop what you're doing. Take a look and change directions. The 28th verse says, I will lay the land most desolate and the pomp of her strength shall cease. 
and the mountains of, of Israel shall be desolate that none shall pass through. Now remember, Ezekiel is the watchman. Ezekiel is a pastor. He has been instructed by God to warn the elect of their of what they have been doing. Now, it didn't just start overnight. It had been going on for quite some time. But his assignment, his responsibility was to keep bringing it up and to get the people, those that would listen, those that would change, those that would be convicted by the word of God. If he, the watchman, sees or hears, uh, his responsibility is to warn the people or warn the individual. Now, Jeremiah 3 and 15 says, I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. So uh, for those that have taken the word of God out of context and do not have a pastor, you will not be getting the same thing. Uh, you have to tell when someone tell you that they don't believe in, in attending a service, that you don't have to go to church to be saved. Uh, you need to point them to Jeremiah 3 and 15 and tell them they are rejecting what God has established. What God has established in the Old Testament uh, went over into the New Testament, uh, you know, as it was written and exposure and understanding and clarity was being provided. You don't change. You don't take away the old and, and replace it with the new. They work together in order to understand what is occurring in the New Testament, you have to read what was happening in the Old Testament. And so those that have fallen into that trap, that element uh, of, of persuasion, they're missing out on the divine will of God. Not only are they missing out on the divine will, but if the watchman is the one that receives the warning and you don't have a watchman, then who's warning you? Who's calling you? Who's protecting you? Who's feeding you? If God is going to the watchman to give the watchman the information to give to the people, then you're out of sync with what's going on. Now, I'm not going to stay there with it. Israel was being pre-warned about the condition of the land. Uh, it will become desolate. It's going to become bleak. It's going to become depressing. It's going to become empty. The, uh, the display of their strength, what they took pride in at one point is going to be gone. The high places, the mountains and the places where they've lifted up, where they would sneak off to, to go and worship uh, idols, was, uh, and, and other places where people passed through and, and it might, was going to be done away with. All of this because the people of God left the world. Listen to this. They left the world dragging along with them a bunch of baggage. When God delivered us, he does not, he, our deliverance is not for us to continue day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, dragging the baggage, dragging the stuff. That doesn't minimize a hurt. It doesn't minimize a healing that is needed. It doesn't minimize... Uh, counseling that needs to be done. It doesn't minimum. It doesn't take away any of that. But when we embrace and hold on to the thing that God is 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 saying, hey, let let that go, let it go. Uh, here, I'm here. Let it go. And we're constantly holding on to it. It's like having a, a Linus blanket. It's like having a pacifier. Uh, there's some comfort that we feel with that. And so Israel was brought in and delivered. But they carried this baggage along with them that they did not have to. And they passed it down from generation to generation to generation. Are you carrying a bunch of stuff that you were supposed to leave behind? Are you carrying a bunch of stuff that, huh? Ezekiel 20, uh, beginning about the sixth verse, the Lord says this, and the day that I lifted up my hand unto them to bring them forth out of the land of Egypt into a land that I had spied, uh, spied for them, flown with milk and honey, which is the glory of all lands. Then said I unto them, cast ye away every man the abomination of his eyes. So there's something that you are supposed to do. Get rid of some things. Get away from the abominable things. Cast it away. Yes, get rid of it. 
and defile not yourself with the idols of Egypt. I am, uh-huh, crystals, feng shui. Oh, don't put the furniture that way because something bad might, no, listen. Uh, all of those myths, all of those six-armed statues, fat belly statues, and, and all of that kind of elephant nose statues, and all of those things that, that people, ceramic things that people have, even uh, statues of, of angels, which are really not angels or even statues of them, uh, because the, the description in which the Bible gives us of angels, don't they don't even match up to that. Man's imagination have created idols out of things here in, in heaven and on earth. And God said, don't do that. Don't let your imagination run wild. You've, car you've bought something and you're worshiping the thing that you bought. You created, you've carved it out of wood. You, you've made a mold and plastered it, but yet you're worshiping it. And it doesn't have eyes to hear, uh, ears to uh, hear, eyes to see, a mouth to speak with, except what was carved into it. He told them, leave that stuff alone. Then I said, I will pour out my fury upon them to accomplish my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. But I wrought for my namesake, I didn't do it, that I should not be polluted before the heathens. Among them that were and with sight, I made myself known unto them and to bring them forth out of the land. God has brought us out. God has delivered us. And with that deliverance, God has given us um, and wants to give us. And this is why, let me tell you, uh, the, I heard the message preached uh, some years ago, and, and it says uh, preparation proceeds to blessing. And so God is dealing with Israel and has been dealing with them because there is a blessing that is on the way. But in order for you to receive the blessing, you don't want to just you don't just want the fish sandwich. You don't just want the fish and loaf. You don't just want a healing in your life. You want the ultimate blessing. And that's what God wants to give. And so therefore, God uh, strives with us. And he, the scripture, yes, the scripture says he will not always. But for the time that he does, there should come a, a time in your life that you say, hey, you know, I need to just surrender myself unto the Lord and go ahead and, for, and allow God's word and his will to fulfill in my life so I can have the ultimate. I can walk. I know that I'm walking in his divine will, not a permissive will. I'm walking in his divine will. I'm walking. I know that when someone sits in my presence, I can tell when when the, when they feel the presence of God. I can tell when they feel the peace. I can tell uh, when all of a sudden a uh, spirit of kindness comes. Oh, I can tell when things change, the atmosphere change because of the presence and the power of God. He said, then shall they know that I am the Lord. And this is significant because this has been the theme throughout the script, uh, throughout the book of Ezekiel and will continue that I am the Lord. Uh, it's a theme that is going to be echoing throughout uh, the, the universe when the angel with the everlasting gospel is ministering the word is that people will know that I am the Lord. When I have laid down the land most desolate because of all their abomination which they have committed. So by the grace of God, we are constantly being reminded that he is Lord. Our flesh and other outside distractions will cause you to miss out on that fact. He is Lord. It'll cause you to diminish. It'll cause you to, it'll cause your mind, your spirit to be weakened that he's Lord. He is the Lord. Now, I, I uh, to, to know, to know this, to understand this means to be aware by observation, asking questions and getting information. You want to know more knowledge you want to have more than knowledge because some people have intellectual knowledge. God exists. The, the devil believes and he trembles. Uh, there are people that believe in God, but they're not afraid of him. Uh, but uh, so there's intellectual knowledge, but intellectual knowledge is not salvation. That's just knowledge. And so you want a personal relationship. You want interaction. And God wants to interact with you just like he did with Adam. He came in the cool and God, they had fellowship. Uh, just like with Enoch, they have fellowship. Elijah had fellowship with God. Uh, the disciples, they had fellowship with God. Ezekiel's calling was about Israel's preparation. And my calling 
is about your preparation. Wherefore, he said, when he ascended on high, he laid captivity captive, and he gave gifts unto me, and he gave some apostles. Mm -hmm. The apostles' calling is about your preparation. And he gave some prophets. It's about your preparation. And he gave some evangelists. It's about your preparation. And he gave some pastors. There I am. I underline that. And teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, and for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the statue of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth are no more children tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. They have hidden agendas. People today have hidden agendas. It doesn't matter what title uh, they have. If they are not serving the Lord wholeheartedly, if they're not seeking God's will, if they're not leading you to, uh, to Christ, uh, no matter what, you know, if they're not practicing, uh, they are, uh, they have a hidden agenda. There's a lot of people out there with a hidden agenda. And so uh, you, if you recall, I said, don't believe the hype. You, you can't believe the propaganda and what's going on. You stay on your knees. All of us need to stay on our knees and seek God and speak those things that are right and, and hold up a standard. Our standard in the church doesn't fall because the standard in the world drops. And then we drop ours. They drop 10 feet and we drop ours uh, uh, eight feet. So we stay two feet above them. No, that's not God. We stay where the word of God is. And so the Bible said, but seeking the truth in love may grow unto him in all things. God is, wants us to seek him in love and grow unto all things, which is the head, even Christ, for whom the body fitly joined together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, make it increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> so there's purpose the purpose of the ministry and everyone that whoever claims to have a title and, and I'm sorry, I don't, I, I, I'm not really apologizing, but uh, there are some that claim to have certain titles that does not line up with the scripture, doesn't line up with the word of God. And, but for those that fall under Ephesians four and eight, uh, the responsibility is preparation of, of those that are in your care. And so the Bible tells us in the 30th verse, is it also thou son of man, the children of thy people are talking against thee, listen to this, are talking against thee by the walls and in the doors of the house and speak one to another, every one to his brother saying, come, I pray you and hear what is the word that cometh forth of the Lord. So they, they were uh, making fun of Ezekiel. You know, let's go down to the church. Uh, you know, uh, they were tripping, you know, the pastor Ezekiel, the people are tripping, uh, they whack, they're out their mind and, and in need of a reality check. You know, they're whispering by the wall in the house, they texting and FaceTiming one another and, you know, uh, are you going to church tonight? Let's go. So, uh, so nothing to be said about us. We, we going to go so that, so the pastor won't say nothing. You know, we're going to go and see what's going on. We're not in agreement. But we're going to go because we don't want to uh, nobody look at us crazy or anything like that. But you, you need to understand God has already already searched you out. Uh, the Bible tells us in Chronicles, second Chronicles 16 and 9, for the eyes of the Lord run to and fro through the, uh, the whole earth to show himself strong in the behalf of them whose heart is perfect toward him. Herein thou hast done foolishly, therefore thou henceforth uh, is going to have war. You're going to have, you're going to be troubled. And so Proverbs 15 and 3 said, the eyes of the Lord are every place beholding the evil and the good. So God is checking it all out. And so he lets Ezekiel know. And he don't, he doesn't just let Ezekiel know, but he also let, uh, he let his shepherds know. I, God will wake the pastor up, show them a dream, give them a vision of what's going on with someone in their household as well as outside of their household. 
Uh huh. Uh, God will give you a vision and let you know exact, exactly what's going on. Now, let me let me encourage you, pastors. Let me encourage you, uh, leaders, ministers. When God gives you a vision, don't be afraid to say anything. Don't be afraid to inquire of what you see. Don't walk in unbelief. It's time to open your eyes up. Uh, and see what's going on because it would not have come to your attention if it if it wasn't if it wasn't something happening or something that was trying to occur and so we have to be sensitive to when we see when we have visions when we have dreams when we see those things and not ignore them because it may be a sensitive situation that uh, that may be affecting you personally that you don't want to deal with you're going to have to deal with it and by dealing with it, a soul may be saved. They may repent of their sin and change from their ways. Or adjustments, other adjustments may have to be made in order to accommodate the situation that has now uh, has now happened. So, so you're not caught off guard with what's going on. And so Ezekiel, God warned Ezekiel, said, look, they making fun, man. They, they, they come to church to hear you speak. They come in to hear you, you know, get caught, caught up in the homiletics and, you know, different things and, you know, get excited about the word of God. You know, people get all get excited. Oh, he, uh, the minister really, uh, really spoke today. They really preached today. They were caught up in the excitement because the minister was excited, but then God will break it down. You know, God is shuffled. God will cause a minister to stop, step back, look, and change directions. Excuse me. <clears throat> and change directions to what is going on because God, He knows what's happening. He knows the shenanigans that people play, just like Israel. Israel was playing. They were playing church. And so we're not here to play church. And anyone that is, is playing church, you know, uh, God will expose it. He'll let it be known. And there's some that don't come to church because they want to play church at home. Listen, Bedside Baptist, is, is, you won't be saved. Uh, you, you're not going to be caught up in no way. You, some people think because they speak in tongues uh, that, that that's a sign that God is with them. Obedience is better than sacrifice. Tongues are going to cease. Prophecy is going to cease. Even the preaching of the gospel is going to come to an end. And, and so you want to line up with the word of God. Line up, line up, stop, look, change direction. Allow God to navigate your life. The true worshipers, listen, the Bible tells us this. After all they had seen and experienced, the foolishness still existed among many. In 2021, there are many that are still full of shenanigans. But the Bible tells us in John 4, 23 and 24, it says, but the hour cometh and now is when the spirit, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth for the Father seeketh such to worship him, Lord. And so God is the spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. When God stops by 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California, he knows that uh, that that we're here. It's about worshiping in spirit and truth. It's not about form or fashion. And we certainly not denying the power of God. And so uh, Philippians uh, three says, watch out for those wicked men. Dangerous dogs. Uh, and so the Bible warns us, it said, I call them who say you must be circumcised to be saved. Those that are following after certain traditions. And we're not talking about uh, the word of God. We're talking about tradition, man-made traditions. Uh, for it isn't the cutting of our bodies that makes us the children of God and Israel. Uh, Paul had to deal with that. Peter had to deal with that. It's the worship of him of our spirits. That is the only true circumcision. And so we as saints of God, we get glory uh, through what Christ has done for us. And we know that without him, we are nothing, nothing at all. And so the scripture goes on and we're at the end of the 33rd chapter. It says, and though thou art uh, them as a very lovely song, they just come in and they just being entertained. 
Some people, that's what they do. They want to go to church. And that's all they're doing. They're going to be entertained. But God is calling for us to stop, look, and to, uh, to, to change directions. Change directions. You know, maybe we were doing it one way, a different way in, um, in 2020, and, and maybe that was good. But let me, let me point something out to you. Good is not where it's not the ultimate. You know, if you're good, you're not going to make the, um, you're certainly not going to make the NBA. You're not going to make the uh, Major League Baseball, and you're not going to the NFL. Good is not going to cut it. You know, it, in order to, to get somewhere, you're gonna, it's going to require sacrifice. It's going to require sacrifice. That's what makes the difference between those that are good and those that are great. Is the sacrifice. We're sacrificing unto the Lord and we're not doing it to be great. We're doing it because we love the Lord and we want to be close to him, closer to him than what we were, closer to him. Want God to sanctify us. Want God to take us to that, to that level, that place where he wants us to be at. And we want to go there with acceptance. We want to go there with open heart and we don't want to look back. We don't want to look back as we lay our hands uh, tighter onto the gospel plow. We're not looking back no matter what, no matter how the flesh. And that's why we have to crucify the flesh. We have to bring it into subjection because the flesh will look around. The flesh will try to dictate the moment, uh, you know, but we want the spirit to, to dictate the moment. We want the spirit to dictate our lives, whether we are uh, alive at work or at school are in recreation or laying down uh, to, to go to sleep. We want the spirit of God to dictate our lives. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord God, for your goodness. We thank you for your word this evening, Lord. Pray and ask that you would bless us to govern ourselves according to your will. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, help us to honor you, Lord to love you the way that you want to be loved. Lord God, I thank you, Lord, for this ministry. I thank you for those that are listening near and far, those that are under this watchful eye. Lord God, I pray and ask that you would help, not just me, Lord God, but all of those that that are that you have called to for the perfecting of the saints, Lord, to, to do just that. Lord God, help us as we seek to do your will, Lord, as, as we those that are listening, follow, Lord God, as they are seeking you, Lord God, for various things, that whether it's their short-term goal, long-term, Lord God, spiritually, naturally, Lord Jesus, you know all things. You know the hidden, the, the unspoken request, Lord God, that is in the heart. Lord Jesus, we pray and ask that you would bless, Lord God, that it uh, be manifested so that you be glorified. In Jesus' name, Lord, we'll be careful to give you praise. We're going to tell of your goodness. We're not going to take your glory, Lord God, but we're going to magnify you even more. Lord God, allow your gifts to work. Lord God, we welcome your presence. We welcome, Lord God, your administration. We welcome you, Lord God, in this place, in our hearts, in our homes, in our cars. Lord God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, I want you to remember that the songs of our uh, that are played and our songstress that sings them from um, God bless you. And she's in school, and but just want you to know that uh, they are the the rights of the artists and the producers. And uh, you know, if uh, just pray for one another. Let's be prayerful. This is a time and a season, you know, Bible said man should always pray. There's always a season for prayer. The prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Let's be prayerful, man. Let's lead our families as a head of your house, whomever. Lead your family in prayer. Call them together. Grab their hands and pray with them. This is Pastor Carl Henderson at Cornerstone Apostolic Church, 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. God bless you. I hope to see you here or to see you there. Until then, rest well in the Lord.